This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Sir? Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 523, December 21st, 2020, the day of the Christmas star. 56 degrees was the high on this day, and that was in 1877, and it was 24 below in 1916. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on production, Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Our friend Kelsey has relatives uh, work in the circus. Oh. Hmm. They're married, and they, but they desperately want a child and they went to an adoption agency and the social workers raised doubts about their suitability Hmm. the couple then produced photos of their 50-foot motorhome which was clean and well maintained and equipped with a beautiful nursery the social workers then raised concerns about the education of a child and how he would receive that education while in the couple's care well we've arranged for kelsey told me they said we arranged for a full-time tutor who will teach the child all the usual subjects along with French, Mandarin, and computer skills. Must be very successful circus performers. Oh, yeah. Then the social workers expressed concern about a child being raised in a circus environment. Our nanny will be a certified expert in pediatric care, welfare, and diet. The social workers were finally satisfied, and they asked, well, what age child are you hoping to adopt? Well, it doesn't really matter, just so long as the kid fits in the canon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Wow! Uh, hey now! That's pretty good. Is that a is that a true story? Yeah, that's true. Their neighbors are yeah, they're in the circus. That's true. Now tonight, you know what that line, Kenny, just reminded me of. We watched Christmas Vacation the other day, and cousin Eddie goes, "You serious, Clark? He's talking about Santa to the yeah. kids." <laughs> I saw carolers yesterday. When's the last time you've seen carolers? Come on. Where? Yeah, it was about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, they were masked and distanced, and they were serenading a an elderly couple who had come out onto their stoop, Aww. and they sang Jingle Bells, and I uh, I gave them the applause through the mittens on my walk and, and kept going. I thought it was wonderful. Why don't you it's join wonderful. in? Well, they didn't ask me to. You know, it's not, they it wasn't muted my, your mic. Yeah, they gave him the mic they that muted wasn't his mic. <laughs> It wasn't my deal. Uh, uh before I get to heavy stuff, can we just really realize the uh, extraordinary celestial event we have tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bert writes, Hail the Grand Poobah of the Royal Order of the 21sters. Hail At you. 6.02 a.m., we have entered what I, as a 21ster, call delusional spring. Mm. Works for me, though. Merry New Year and Happy Christmas, Bert. It's, uh, it's the shortest day of the year, but incrementally, things begin to lighten up starting tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, although uh, Santa Bell Jim takes issue with that, uh, winter, he, cop, he uh, linked me to a piece from the Duluth News Tribune 
uh, winter solstice for 2020 is today, December 21st. It occurred at 4.02 a.m. This is the shortest day of the year. However, it is neither the latest sunrise nor the earliest sunset. The earliest sunsets happened about a week before the solstice. See, we're over them. And the latest sunrises, the shortest mornings, happen about a week after. The differences are minuscule but measurable, as well as explainable. Our clocks show a day to be 24 hours, but the sun in the sky is not so steady. The solar day, which is the time from one day to the next between the sun's peak in the sky, varies very slightly at different times of the year due to the elliptical shape of the Earth's orbit around the sun. This creates very small irregularities that are displayed in these slight vagaries in sunrise and sunset times. Doesn't scare me. We're getting better here. This is it. Tonight, this is from Tim. Tonight, Jupiter and Saturn will meet in a great conjunction, the closest they can be seen in the sky together for nearly 800 years. If you have a telescope, I do, but I'm struggling to make it work. If you have a telescope, you'll be able to see both the rings of Saturn and the Galilean, Galilean moons of Jupiter close together at the same moment. This particular detail makes this year's astronomical spectacle all the more poetic. The last time Jupiter and Saturn appeared so close was July 16, 1623, when Galileo was still alive. But you can also watch the conjunction without a telescope. Here is a recommended procedure from Scientific American magazine. Find a spot where you can watch the sunset with a clear horizon in front of you. In the hour or so after nightfall, first Jupiter will appear in the western sky and then Saturn both shining dots distinguishable from the stars by the fact that they do not twinkle. They will likely be visible even with light pollution because Jupiter is very bright. So there's hope for us tonight. we got to get rid of these clouds, though. Yeah. Got to get rid of the clouds. Yeah. How do we do that? Big fan. Nice. Huge fan. Blowing the hell out of there. <laughs> Astronomers say the so-called conjunctions between the two largest planets in our solar system aren't particularly rare. Jupiter passes its neighbor Saturn in their respective laps around the sun every 20 years. But the one tonight is especially close. Jupiter had and Saturn will be just one-tenth of a degree apart from our perspective, or about one-fifth the width of a full moon. They should be easily visible around the world a little after sunset, weather permitting. Toss in the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, the longest night of the year, and the summer solstice in the southern hemisphere, and this is a just-in-time-for-Christmas spectacle, promises to be one of the greatest of great conjunctions. Now, they're going to appear very close. Uh, how close uh, do you think they are in terms of miles of each other? Oh, wow. 6.3 miles. Um, what? what did you say? <laughs> 6.3. A little further away. Oh, you think? Okay. Um... I can't see. This is where my mind boggles. I can't wait. I know five billion. No, I think it's going to be the equivalent of a Reaver's long drive home from work. Four hundred thousand miles. <laughs> Despite appearances, Jupiter and Saturn will actually be more than four hundred and fifty million miles apart. Wow. What did I Earth, say? meanwhile, will be five hundred and fifty million miles from Jupiter. A telescope will not only capture Jupiter and Saturn in the same field of view, but even some of their brightest moons. So we got to get it tonight because I'm not going to be around for the next one. Right. I don't think any of us will be. That's March 15th, 2080. Once in a lifetime. That's 60 years from now. Maybe maybe one of you guys will still be around. I doubt it. <laughs> no. Highly doubted. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. I, 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 I just can't fail to see this. 
I've, I've failed so miserably in all of my uh, celestial observations. I, uh, first of all, I'm, I know exactly where I'm going to go to see it, too. You do? Well, I have a, a hill in mind. <laughs> a particular hill. You are, you're prepping, bro. You're prepping. I am. I am. Well, and you've got that new fancy uh, telescope that uh, yeah, I saw firsthand a, the other day. Well, it's a monocular. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a monocular. I haven't had great Hello, success. Lad. Great success with it. Ken Barlow's weather forecast. Today, mostly cloudy, windy, mild, 38 the high. Tonight, partly cloudy, 22. This was issued at 3.47 a.m. To see it, it, be ready shortly after sunset tonight. Looking to the southwest, fairly low on the horizon. Saturn will be the smaller, fainter blob at Jupiter's upper right. Binoculars will be needed to separate the two planets. So they're going to appear to us so closely, we're going to think it's one giant Christmas star. Huh. I think I think the wise men followed the uh, conjunction to Bethlehem. Break out the frankincense and twist yeah. up a fatty. Little mirror. <laughs> little myrrh. Yeah. Tap yeah. a vein with that mirror. Oh myrrh, not mirror. Myrrh. Myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh. Myrrh. He needs a mirror for the white. Did anyone take in the uh, spectacle at the cathedral? Yes. You did? Yes. Was it fantastic? Um, It was... Um, it wasn't spectacular, but it had it was as festive as the crashed ice. People were walking around Selby, around the cathedral. Their line on Summit was big, so if you took it in in the vehicle, yeah, I, I would not have done that. We parked on Selby and walked two blocks and sat. How did you hear the music? Uh, they had music playing. I mean, the music that was coordinated with the light show? Yes, yes, you could hear it. Okay. So you didn't just have to be in your car. Now, that being said, I'll tweet out my – Matthew took three photos, and I will say the photos look better than they did in person. It was still an impressive thing. But this was Saturday, Rook? This was Saturday, but here's what the problem is. And here's your St. Paul. Asia Security. Remember Tom Azzoni, our, our guy Tom Azzoni? I sure do. Yeah. Yes. Good old Tom. Yes. I do. He's yeah. got Asia Security, and they were the security people. We're standing on the other side of the street facing the cathedral where that little park is. We're on the yeah. sidewalk. Yeah. And I'm not accusing Asia Security of doing anything bad. They told people that we're standing on the grass, get off of the grass. It's a park, and the park is closed tonight. I oh. thought that was weird. Then as we're standing on the sidewalk, they said, people, you cannot stand here on the sidewalk. You need to keep moving. The sidewalk is closed for this event. What? Because of COVID, must have been the St. Paul Council or, How do you or someone close a sidewalk? said, you, we, yeah. because of COVID, we can't stand here and watch. And I, we both said, uh, I'm just going to walk in a circle then. And that, we didn't move. The, the gal was really nice. And Joe Azzoni uh, or, was a really good guy, too. But, um, Joe? Tom? Who's no, Tom wasn't there. It was Azzoni family members were working, of course. Oh. oh. But I just thought it was odd that St. Paul said, don't let the people stand there and watch it because of Everybody had masks on. Plus, we were outside. Here's what I would have done. Here's what I would have done. Obviously, it, it's a COVID restriction that they wanted you in a vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. But that event would have been far more enjoyable not in a car. Yes. If they're ever to repeat that, make it a car-free event and, and stand around like you do when there was crashed ice there. Exactly. But I suppose, I suppose it's COVID that compelled the uh, rule makers to say stay in your car 
Now, had they been paroling, uh, uh, patrolling and said, put your mask on, I would have done that. If I was in that setting, I would have had it on anyway. But you're outside. Yes, there's a lot of people around. I would have put my mask on, and I did have my mask on. And I don't. I wouldn't see any problem with that. I, if they do it again, they should uh, shut down Summit at the James J. Hill House uh, up until '94 or wherever that safe spot is. Yeah. And you yeah. could get people in there, and people would, uh, you know, safety. It's only a eight-minute show. Yeah. Or 15 minutes, and then those people leave, and new people come in. But I it's, think it was a great idea. It's curious what the masks are, are doing to us. Uh, when I'm out on a walk, it's just now. It's absolutely. Uh, expected that you give everyone coming towards you a wide berth. Uh, And many people wear masks when they're walking. Uh, I don't. So as a courtesy, I swing out and give those people a big berth in case they think I'm, you know, violating some protocol. But we don't, we just don't even say a word. We just split, you know, 50 yards apart, 20 yards apart, and people end up walking in the street to avoid the people on the sidewalk, and then you're back on the sidewalk, and then it becomes a game. Will the person approaching you be the first to uh, play chicken, or will you? It's just been a fascinating, fascinating thing to see socially what, what's going on. And I was walking Saturday, and I, I have about three different walking routes, and this one I call my Cathedral Hill route, mm-hmm. where I park on Nina and Selby. Yeah. And I walk, you know, two miles, and the whole time there was a helicopter hovering above me, hovering, hovering. It never stopped. It just kept circling and circling and circling. Mm. And then uh, when I got to Summit and Ramsey Hill at the University Club, these big, dark, blacked-out window vans with the with the police lights twinkling in them. They stopped there, and a couple of cop cars pulled up, and I yelled across the street, guys, what's going on? And they said, oh, it's just another march. And uh, mm. I didn't know I didn't know if it was a uh, open-the-restaurant march or a Black Lives Matter or whatever. And uh, so now I'm in, back in my car. And I found the marchers coming up through the woods, uh, on Grand Hill, you know where Grand Hill sure. is? Yep. Just yeah. immediately south of Summit Avenue. There's a beautiful little uh, area of homes in there. And here they came. And I I just looked at them, and they looked at me. They're all white kids, of course, with nothing else to do. And and I don't know if they were uh, trying to be sneaky or what. They weren't causing any problem. <clears throat> but here they came up through the woods. And that, that was the last I saw of them. It's not much of a story, is it? But... No, it but was that's quite a ruckus. That's uh, not that's un that's not ordinary. It's way out of the ordinary. Well, why such a police presence? Uh, I I read no reports of damage, no reports of anything. And uh, this were was you something. near the governor's mansion. The no that you were blocked off from getting near the governor's mansion. You couldn't get there. Right, they've done that because of uh, the protesters, and is that because? You can't protest when you want to protest? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it I is. I haven't seen the blockade in front of the residents, so I don't know. It was, uh, it was exciting, and it did get people talking. Uh, you know, I would pass a guy, and I'd say, what the hell's going on? And he said, oh, it's a protest by the Capitol. Well, is then I went and looked at the Capitol. I didn't see anything. 
maybe it's because the governor knows he should be run out of the state on a rail. <laughs> I, I'm tied not upside sure. down I, on a rail. I know. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, world. didn't he have uh, I'm not words. sure that he should be run out on a rail. He had words I'm in one of his sure. last press conferences, sure. didn't he, about how you need to wear a mask so you can vote me out of office in a couple of yeah. years or yeah, something that like was, that. Yeah, that was a month or so ago. Yeah. He did say that. I don't know well, if I can wait that long. Well, he's maintaining his sense of humor, isn't he? Oh, yeah. We're all in this together. Gov. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Super, super funny. Gov. Burks, the uh, doctor who wears the scarves. Yep. What's her first name? Um, Jennifer. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> Margaret. Hurry up, Connie. somebody. It's I'm looking up looking it up right Ethel. now. <clears throat> Barbara. Ethel. Holly. No. Dawn. Colleen, now you're just naming people that work here. Lori, Candy. Julia. <laughs> do I have to do this myself? Rookie's looking it up right now. Deborah. Can't, Deborah Burks. There we go. She traveled over Thanksgiving weekend uh, to their uh, beach house uh, shortly after warning. <clears throat> excuse me. Shortly after warning Americans to limit celebrations to their own household. So she... And uh, a Jordy notes, uh, the rules for serfs don't apply to the Scarf Queen. I'm constantly surprised at the intelligence of the COVID virus. It knows not to attack if someone is doing home maintenance, but to strike immediately if eating turkey and stuffing with the grandkids. It knows to strike in restaurants and bars at 10 p.m., but not a minute earlier. It knows that church congregations are fair game, but not strip club patrons. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) Uh, crazy. It's going to be a long, interesting winter. Yes, it it's is. Either going to be, it's either going to prove to be a winter of hope or it's going to become uh, possibly more bleak than we can imagine. So let's, not, uh, Wait a let's not dwell on it. Wait a second. Uh, this isn't winter to you and yours. No, this is spring. This is this is actually spring, isn't it? This is spring. To the Royal Order of the 21sters, this is the first day of spring. Now, is this the day you and your fellow witches and warlocks go out in the backyard and light a fire and yep. stomp around it? And yep. Hoot and a howl pentagram. And yep. Drink whiskey from the bottle. <laughs> Do you know, uh, you recall last week I was predicting that many of these diktats issued by governors, not just here, uh, will end up will end up in court. That's how they'll have to be resolved. Uh, Here's a local example. A group of parents suing Governor Walls over youth sports say it will continue fighting the case in court after a judge upheld the governor's ability to put organized sports on hold during the pandemic. Judge John Tunheim of the U.S. District Court of Minnesota denied Let Them Play Minnesota's case late Friday night, and the group says it will appeal to the 8th Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. The group claims that Walls is targeting false or misleading information regarding youth sports and COVID-19, and the organization complaint states that the kids shouldn't expect arbitrary, accept arbitrary and irrational burdens. Part of Let Them Play Minnesota's appeal includes a request for a new judge, citing a potential conflict of interest. Kathy Thunheim, the judge's wife, is the CEO of Thunheim Partners, a public relations firm the group claims was paid to draft and disseminate Minnesota's COVID-19 communications. Youth sports could resume for practices only by January 4 under Walls' latest executive order. And this, these are parents saying, 
you know, I miss watching my kid play hockey or basketball or whatever, went to court and they lost. Now they have to take it to an appeals court. I think that'll be the case with uh, Alibi in Lakeville. That'll end up before a judge. Mm-hmm. And we'll, maybe that's the only way we're going to get clarity on this. Well, the whole, if you summarize the whole diktat thing and so forth, you know full well that it's going to come back and, and, and bite us right in the ass and so forth. Nice. And so forth. So forth. Such, did right. you see the uh, piece in the Star Tribune about Ellison? Yes, I did. And how uh, he's not losing any sleep and feels no guilt for uh, chasing down uh, hardworking Americans who just want to earn a living. He's Meanwhile, a completely random act of violence took a 55-year-old's life on University Avenue. You know, we don't we don't need to worry about that, do we, Keith? Feels no remorse or anything about it. I'm he's deferring to the courts. Job. I'm deferring to the courts. These these decisions will have to be decided by people at a higher pay grade than us. Uh, Alibi, I, I'm reasonably certain, will be filing a suit. Uh, can these small-town taverns afford to do so? I really doubt it. I really doubt it. But we're just, I mean, ever since March 15th, we're just making it up as we go along anyway. We, There are no rules. You know, we're, we're just supposed to do what... Yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah. okay. I, I get heavily criticized by people in my inner circle mm-hmm. uh, who accuse me of, of failing to... Uh, reason with clarity on this. Don't you know that? Of course, I know exactly that it's dangerous and I take precautions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think the people in my inner circle are not taking into account there is going to be here a collision between the Constitution and the diktats. Diktats. There's going to be a a collision between the courts and and, uh, executive orders. Hmm. I'll call them executive orders. There's going to be. Yep. And the, I think of the vast majority of, of the public, you probably fall under one of two opinions. And it's it basically either you have lost income or you haven't. And that's how you're viewing viewing this. Were you, you the question of the day? No, I'm serious. If 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 your job or or your life has been affected because of these lockdowns, you're going to have one opinion or another. You just mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. You can uh, still f- think that this is a serious virus. We've we've gone down this road. A we've got, times. Yeah, that's why it's Christmas week. We're going to try to you know, I'll try my best to keep it. I have a note from Bill Stein. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, Joe. And all the GLers in your staff. I finally had a Grunt Offers meatloaf, courtesy of my sister's generous Christmas gift to me. It was every bit as wonderful as advertised. I'm looking forward to grilling the famous gummy bear brat she gave me too. Holiday preparations are in full swing at the Lard Lake School, the only one-room K-12 through school in the continental United States. New faculty members, diversity coordinator Rachel Harmony and school nurse Pam Demick have volunteered to produce the annual Christmas pageant. The theme will be Christmas around the world. The kids will perform a series of tableau portraying scenes of Christmas celebrations in Burkina Faso, Pakistan, French Guiana, Bhutan, East Timor, and Moldova and Finland. The pageant will include a visit from Santa, portrayed once again by Big Ernie. However, Santa will make this year's appearance from inside a beautiful plexiglass cube, courtesy of Swede Yamamoto's Pretty Good PPE Shop. 
Pastor Tovio Gonzalez of the Little Green Church of the Macedonian Heresy will lead midnight services where the Mighty Choir, under the direction of Olive Flock, will name a selection of classic, will mime a collection of classic Christmas hymns. All of us here in Lard Lake wish you and yours a joyous and blessed Christmas and a much better New Year, Billy Stein. Nice. Got a, got a little meatloaf as a gift. Huh. A couple were in Grunhofer's shopping over the past weekend. Spencer noticed from his office that they each had two baskets full of brats. They brought the baskets to the counter, and then they continued shopping. Spencer saw this and went out to see what was going on. He introduced himself and finds out they're GLers from St. Cloud. Actually, Tony and Miranda own a dairy farm just south of St. Cloud. Spencer talked with them for a while and finds out that Tony has been listening to GL almost from the almost from the beginning, as did his father. Nice. Tony and Miranda are buying Grunhofer brats to give out as Christmas gifts. They also bought meatloaf and other stuff. They bought their own coolers and bags. Speaking of brats, Spencer has sent uh, our salespeople a picture of the brat coolers. He <laughs> wanted uh, he wants us to know the shelves are as close to bare as they've ever been, but the brats have been selling like crazy. Spencer just ordered another fifteen hundred pounds of ingredients, and he his team are and his team are working hard to keep up. That's another reason for the addition of the new building. Over 200 pounds of meatloaf was sold this past week, meaning 1,000 pounds of meatloaf wow. was sold last week. Uh, GL Lister results are in for the new meatloaf. The name of the coming soon to Grunhofer's meatloaf will be, officially, Town Ball Meatloaf. Spencer says that he could get it done sooner, but Reavers needs to come up to Hugo and help. <laughs> I could do that. You have four days left to buy a double-smoked ham in time for Christmas. These delicious hams may not last until Thursday, so get to Grunhofer's before they are gone. GLers, there you have it. Uh, get to Grunhofer's for brats, the meatloaf, and especially for your double-smoked hams for Christmas. This is Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Where else? On Highway 61, just north of downtown Hugo. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Oh. Joe Souchere. All right. There's my player going to hell. That huh? sounds good. <laughs> That's not a good side. No. Hi, Kenny. Are we going to go with that? Sure, why not? What the hell? i got to figure out what's oh. going on here. You do the spot for Moon Motorsports. Uh, let me ask you something, GLers. Uh, do you like the outdoors? Yes. And do your outdoor adventures run continuous from one season into the next with barely a breather? Yes. So, I mean, Such, turn your mic off and cough, would you, <laughs> oh. please? I don't have to cough. How do you if like your that? name is not Joe Sushri, and, in fact, you did answer yes, then maybe it's time to take that ice fishing, hunting, snowmobiling, whatever it is, to another level with a brand new unit, a new ATV, a side-by-side, -side, or even a new sled for Moon Motorsports. You pop over to that website, moonmotorsports.com, for more info. The Moon employees are outdoor nuts just like us, and that means they're going to be very helpful. They'll help you find the right machines, all the accessories, and everything you need for whatever winter activity uh, we all have planned next. And if it's for your business, what are you doing sitting around listening to GL? You need to turn the computer off and get into Moon and get that machine to get the job done right now so you can expense it for 2020. Come on, there's only a week or so left. A Moon Motorsports there in Monticello, they are our ATV side-by-side -side snowmobile service source with factory trained techs and many major lines with more years of experience than just about any other shop in the region. There's also full parts and accessories departments and tons of apparel. 
which by the way, apparel, the perfect gift idea, especially last minute gift idea. Nine brands there on hand, Honda, Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Skidoo, and Triton Trailers makes 10. Like I said, you can check them all out on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Then swing in. It's that giant cathedral on the south side of 94 up in Monticello. Oh, and by the way, Merry Christmas from Moon Motorsports. I have a question. Do it. Where do the sellers of firewood get their firewood? (laughs) From trees. No, I know it's from trees. I'm being very serious. Uh... Are, are firewood sellers uh, almost uniformly in the business, uh, in the tree service business? I wish you could see Kenny's face. And so, they, so the trees they cut down, they take back to their place and chop them up for firewood? Where do Oh, you're not going to Google this. Because sellers. it's great wood. I, I have uh, never in my life wow. ordered firewood until yesterday. And it came today, and the guy, it's a great outfit, and the guy stacked it in a pleasing geometric pattern. Uh, I got four by four, if anybody knows what that means. Yeah, four by four. You got a, uh, a cube, a cut, a court. Huh? So it's a half a court. A I guess so, yeah. yeah. Four by four. Oh. You, uh, well, you're doing it all wrong. You should get an eight by eight, and then you got more for the you know, solstice <laughs> and so forth. Isn't four by? Isn't it four by four by eight as a chord? Yeah, I can tell you everything you want to know, but this is more interesting to me. If you and Rook would just work it yep, out, and I then agree. and then the mansplainers can uh, chime in uh, via email uh, if, at uh, what is it? GL Joe? Yeah, yeah, at uh, GarageLogic.com. Yeah, yeah, they run. Uh, if you got your your birch, which is probably here we go. It's a quality quality. Um, firewood because of the bark the bark will give you some popping if you're going to go with the other kind that's not birch that's going to be a little tougher wood and it's going to last a little bit longer all right let me tell you something yeah uh for years and years and years uh a guy peddling firewood would show up at the door. Yeah, I'm sure that's common. I'm sure that's common to many people. Mm-hmm. And in, in I I've never bought any. I didn't need any. I didn't want any. Uh and and all of a sudden, COVID has absolutely revolutionized backyard living. Uh, we have something called a solo stove. And the beauty of it is, once the fire gets going, there's no smoke. There's no smoke. You're not bothering yourself or your neighbors. It's just fantastic. But it goes through wood like uh, bleep through a goose. It just <laughs> gobbles that wood up. But what kind of wood do you put in there, for real? Well, we got a. It's this was all mixed. It's just great stuff: birch and oak and maple and whatever. And you're talking about mix. the. Uh, uh, I'm not even joking. Are you talking about just the regular piece of firewood? You put that in the stove. Yes, yes. It's a round. Can you see it? Yes, you sit around it and you're warm. And I don't believe that there's not smoke. That's part of the whole reason you have a fire. No, I don't want the smoke. And the and the the genius who invented this is well on his way to becoming a billionaire. Reavers is trying to get one. They're back ordered till March. What right. is your stupid thing called? It's a solo stove. S O L O. It's a idiot stove. Yeah, it sounds like it's <laughs> wonderful. Look for Stove. a picture of Joe scratching his head like Stan Laurel. No, it's wonderful. But my point is, you try to find outdoor furniture. You try to find uh, patio heaters. You try to find firewood. I got very lucky on this firewood call because we had called three others that said, no, not unless you're a regular customer. We're back ordered. 
We can't deliver anymore. It's, a st- it's that silver thing? It's, it's silver, yeah. It's a, yeah. like a silver canister. It looks like a... Uh... Well, Rook, you remember what inspired this conversation when he said, shrink the diameter. Yo, this is, the, this is why I hate this stupid thing. Shrink the, the diameter. If you've got a little fire pit... I don't backyard. have a, fi- I don't I have a fire pit. I know you don't. Most normal people do, though. And they don't, the smoke isn't really, you purchase this Matt, directly not to get smoky, correct? That's right. That's right, Matt. That's right. That's that just is, the way I like it. Kenny, just the way I like it. Look I'm at your just, screen. You know what that is? I'm just, that is. I'm, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Does yeah, he have his mic on? Oh, no, yeah. You know, I'm based on, right? on that. Yeah. Can yeah. you hear me? Based yeah. on I'm this, just uh, enjoying this. Yeah, I am too. In fact, I'm enjoying this so much to the point where I want to bring you two down to my old man's place and we can run the log splitter together. Uh, have a oh, nice little afternoon. That would be cool. So you come, you come from a history too? Oh, yeah. Reavers? We used to do this. So here's, yeah. here's my theory, uh, because I've been doing firewood since I was a little kid. Each, and this is in order to keep keep the job simple and touch the firewood, as few times as possible. And all my friends and my family, they all know this theory. I've never given it to you guys. Treat each chunk of firewood like it's a piece of human feces. You have to touch it, but you only want to touch it once. And what that's the hell how, are you talking about? That's how you streamline your firewood operation from the woods to the stove. Touch it with your hands as infrequently as possible. I don't even understand the rationale for that. Of course you don't, because you don't know all the work and labor that goes into one chunk of firewood. Mm -hmm. First, it's a tree. If it's a dead tree, it comes down. Then you chunk it out. Then you brush it up. Then do you haul logs out of the wood to, to a central location, or do you split it on the spot? And then do you load the firewood into a trailer with a machine or by hand? And then do you go back to the yard and load them somewhere else before you bring them to the stove? Where does it go? It's a, it, it, You really have to think about streamlining firewood operations and never, ever touching that chunk of firewood until it goes into the stove. Or you this is all, can this attest. Is, and Reavers can attest Jesus. because there's nothing worse than splitting firewood. Oh, it's it's the worst. This worst is all job. this is all split, by the way, and it's all fantastic. This isn't junk picked up off the forest floor. This is yeah. this is beautiful yeah. dried yeah. wood. <laughs> Joe, you just you know what? You just keep going on your little two mile walks in the heart of the city. You just don't have any idea. Oh, I'm going to figure this out. No, in uh, fact, that's why the, you have three kids. You have three boys who end up becoming yeah. the ones that pick up the, the split. Yeah, and, that's, yeah. and that's where theories like this come from, because we knew as kids, all we do is hump around that same chunk of firewood. Yep. From the log, to the trailer, to the pile, to the house, into the house, into the stove. To the sushery house and charge them $20 a bundle. Right. Sushery <laughs> picks up the phone and says, I got five grand for a half a quart, <laughs> half a quart of wood. When can you be here? I thought, we'd, uh, I thought we were done with this. Uh, the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency announced Friday it is moving forward with a proposed clean car rule intended to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The MPCA said the Clean Cars Minnesota rule would adopt two new emission standards for vehicles already used in other states around the country, the Low Emission Vehicle Standard, LEV, and the Zero Emission Vehicle Standard, the ZEV. Low emission vehicle standards regulates the amount of greenhouse gases and other harmful air pollution that new vehicles can emit, the MPCA said in a news release. 
The uh, LEV standard only applies to new light and medium-duty vehicles, cars, SUVs, and pickup trucks. The ZEV standard, zero, requires auto manufacturers to deliver more battery electric vehicles and plug-in hybrid models for sale in Minnesota, increasing each, each year according to the release. The MPCA said the exact number of vehicles uh, is linked to the automaker's overall sales within the state. If approved, new emission standards would apply to new vehicles and take effect beginning in 2025. The Office of Administrative Hearings has scheduled a two-day hearing on the proposed clean car standards for Feb 22 and 23. Let me tell you something. I have two observations about this. <clears throat> this is gonna. We already went through this. Remember, we had to go have our tailpipes examined. Yeah, the emissions testing. And that proved futile. That that nothing was getting accomplished. So that mercifully disappeared. And now. You know, isn't this the government telling a private manufacturer what they must build? This is the state telling the Ford Motor Company, here's what you're going to have to do to sell cars in the state of Minnesota. You're going to have to produce a certain number of electric vehicles. Never mind that electricity also requires fossil fuels in some fashion. This is the state telling Chevrolet, General Motors, Chrysler, whatever, here's what you must do. Here's what we want you to make. They don't run the company. Yeah. And now these testing stations will come back. Jordy will bet his life on it, he said. The testing stations will come back. If they do, that's... Uh, <laughs> that was such a waste of time, such a waste of money, and such a waste of energy. Because the manufacturers are not stupid. They got way ahead of this curb. You couldn't get a, a modern car to pollute right now if you tried. Right. Yours, maybe. Well, I thought <laughs> my catalytic converter. Well, it's coming back to us by the year 2025. Didn't We're Governor gonna... Ventura, he was the one that got rid of that, right? Not only did he get rid of it, or he was way highly against it, and he was pro $35 on every car Except you know maybe the brand new ones are for the first two years. Oh, for your tabs. But now they've yeah. they've run that all up with their filing yeah. fees and and tax fees. Yeah, and, I have to start saving a half a year out to pay for my truck. Right, it's outrageous. It's stupid. It's oh, the tab yeah. fees have back to where they were. I mean, they're yeah. just outrageous. They're just outrageous. And now you know they're going to have to build new testing stations, and we're going to have to sit in line and get our tailpipes examined, just like we did 15 years ago. And it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm what? Should turn this yep. on. Got what are they citing for the increased pricing? We have to save the earth. Is that honestly what? Because wait, the increased pricing for license tabs? Yes. Oh, they, they've just uh, uh, invented a whole new uh, ladder of, of fees. Right. Okay. To, bring, to bring it back up. I don't see if I have one in front of me. I don't have one down here. I could read it because I know the here. bride paid four hundred and some dollars for her tabs for this year. Mm-hmm. And her vehicle is three years old, two years old. I mean, that's insane. <sighs> it's just mm -hmm. highway robbery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Way to go, Joe. Christmas star tonight. Oh. Have you heard about the Dalton School in New York? <laughs> sure have. It's posh. That means it costs about 60 grand a year, I suppose, for a second grader. 
The Dalton School, which boasts Anderson Cooper, Christian Slater, and Claire Danes as alumni, is wrestling with eight pages of proposals to overhaul the staffing, curriculum, and treatment of black students. Boy, I was right on the tuition. Yearly tuition for grades K-12 at the Upper East Side School is $54,180 a year. Wow! The proposals, first reported this week, grew out of the George Floyd police brutality protests and long-simmering student complaints of racism at the prestigious school. But some parents say the backlash has become oppressive. My ancestors experienced white supremacy by being slaughtered, a Jewish parent told the New York Post. The idea that being white automatically means you are privileged or a white supremacist is ridiculous. My child comes from people who had to fight for everything they got. Now it's just about skin color. Those who disagree remain silent, the insider said. Parents are terrified to speak up for fear of retribution. Parents are acting like spineless wimps. One Dalton father who said he's removed his children from the school as a result of the manifesto said Dalton has totally failed in its mission to uplift the very people it professes to help. It's completely absurd and a total step backwards, the father who did not want to be identified told the Post. Let me pause right here. In the... Uh, in the uh, HBO series The Undoing, which is uh, oh uh, Nicole Kidman and uh, uh, who else? Help me. Um, Nobody helps me. I can I'm, picture I'm that. looking it up. I'm looking it up because I have not watched Nobody the helps show. I have not watched it yet, though. Oh, well, it's fantastic. And they're a very wealthy couple, and they get involved into a whodunit. It's Hugh very Grant. well done. Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. Donald Sutherland has an important role. Donald Sutherland has a scene where he addresses the headmaster. It might as well be this Dalton school. You know, it's obviously terribly expensive. And they want to kick Nicole Kidman and George, uh, what's it, Hugh Grant's Hugh kid Grant. out of school uh, for reasons I, I won't get into because that would ruin the plot. And uh, Donald Sutherland, in his role as Nicole Kidman's father, has a talk with the headmaster uh, that is worth the price of admission. I believe Patrick acknowledged the same when he when he uh, watched The Undoing. Written by and, David E. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to the story. Here we go. Well, uh, it's completely absurd and a total step backwards, the father who did not want to be, be identified told the Post. This supposed anti-racist agenda is asking everyone to look at black kids and treat them differently because of the color of their skin, he said. The school is more focused on virtue signaling this nonsense than it is actually helping students of color. More parents are going to be pulling their kids out. The wide-ranging faculty demands include, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Hiring 12 full-time diversity officers and multiple psychologists to support students coping with race-based traumatic stress. Two, assigning a staffer to dedicate uh, assigning a staffer dedicated to black students who have complaints or face disciplinary action and a full-time advocate to help black kids navigate a predominantly white institution. Three, paying the student debt of black staffers upon hiring them. Requiring courses that focused on black liberation and challenges to white supremacy. Compensating any student of color who appears in Dalton promotional material. Abolishing high-level academic courses by 2023 if the performance of black students is not on a par with blacks. Think about that one for a minute. Wait, they're going to just get rid of the course? Abolishing high-level academic courses by 2023 if the performance of black students is not on par with non-blacks. I have wow. never... Well, let me finish this and I'll give you my statement. <clears throat> 
compensating, oh, where he did that, requiring anti-racism statements from all staffers, overhauling the entire curriculum, reading lists, and student plays to reflect diversity and social justice themes, divesting from companies that criminalize or dehumanize black people, including private prisons and tech firms that manufacture police equipment. Hmm. Donating 50% of all fundraising dollars to New York City public schools if Dalton is not representative of the city in terms of gender, race, socioeconomic background, and immigration status by 2025. Dalton officials said the document is a set of thought starters created last summer by a group of faculty and staff responding to Dalton's commitment to becoming an anti-racist institution. I don't even want to read the rest of it because it's nonsense. Here's the problem. I have... I have never seen a better example of white, woke liberals intending to absolutely diminish the lives of black kids. They are bound and determined to make black kids less than. It drives me crazy. And black parents, if you're a black parent of a kid at Dalton, I'm going to go out on a wild limb and and suspect you're very successful. Why are you going to allow this to your kid? Mm -hmm. You've got to speak up. Right. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And look at the story itself. There were parents that were afraid to even be named in that story, pulling their kids out because they were fear of of getting canceled. Uh, Sources uh, said the Dalton kids were made to watch a PBS video called Being 12, in which white kids are shamed for the sin of their skin color and told they are complicit in perpetuating racism. A Dalton fourth grade play featured a role for a racist cop. Wow. uh, Somebody wrote about this. Uh, Scott Johnston first revealed the manifesto Thursday, saying of the demands Dalton's teachers are refusing to come back until they are met. Wow. This is just amazing. It it really is amazing. It's it's self-flagellation. I think there's a... uh, Here's another example. This isn't just Dalton, but one of the most extreme examples... Uh, uh, blogger Scott Johnson told the New York Post, there's a ritualistic self-abasement these private schools feel they have to subject themselves to. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you are diminishing the life of a black kid. You are telling that, you are going so far to say, if your grades... Close. I mean, Timing was off a little bit there. Almost. <laughs> so close. You know, Shoot, I disconnected the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess you did. Uh, you know, just they're going the so truth. far. They're going so yeah. far to say we're going to abandon high-level courses if the black kids' performance on them is not on par with the non-kids of color. Why would anyone send their kid there? Well, because, You're sending your kid there to get proselytized. Well, because half the half of the people in this country will buy that garbage. That's why they would send their kid there as he disconnects his mic and takes another cough, and now he's back. Yeah, they don't they don't know the real story, Such. They don't do the research. They think they just see things on the surface, and they think it's good. And oh. Anti-racism. That's, of course, you know. They're practically begging the black students to be traumatized. Right. We'll assign special teams to you to address your traumatization. They're practically demanding 
that the black kid be traumatized by us evil white people who are collecting right. 54 grand a year from your stupid parents. Are you kidding right. me? This is unbelievable. Right. In the last year, half year, race relations in this country have taken a 50-year leap backwards. Oh, yeah. They really have. They yeah. really have. Yeah. After eight years of a black presidency. Right. Yeah. And, and, and numerous, numerous black firsts. Too, well, the, too numerous the, to, to mention here. The firsts are uh, uh, an absurdity that is also embraced hard by the woke. The first this and the first that is terribly important I want the to best, be the first. Not the first. I want the best, too. I don't care who you are, what color you are, what gender you are. I want the best. And it's because it has become a very profitable industry, racism has. Oh, and that's why so many are jumping on board. Oh my! Oh my! Yes, it's just a, it's just amazing. It is an industry, and it, that's why it can't go away. That's why it's perpetrated. Mm-hmm. But it, this school is not going to profit, Joe. This school, this school, it sounds to me like they're committing suicide. Oh, I hope they go under. I really do. I well, we really hope, hope they, they do, go under. Do you think they're trying to increase enrollment? What what? What are their goals here, other than being woke and letting everybody know they're woke? Are they trying to increase enrollment, uh, or, or, or what? what? What's what's going on? With getting their- getting back to this film, The Undoing, it's uncanny. The more I think about it, uh, in a in a very important scene, there's a school fundraiser, and these are all well healed uh, people well healed and uh, one of the mothers who's just a babe gets up and saying what are we after here at dalton and they all yell diversity and they're all just white privileged wealthy people <laughs> who practice think they understand what the hell they're talking about oh that's funny that that undoing is a very good whodunit if you're in a mood for a whodunit i can't wait i'm just got to get caught up on my other stuff it's really and i'm watching too i'm watching uh the queen's gambit about a chess prodigy. Uh, it has nothing to do with the royal family. By the way, because of that, and I haven't seen it, but I read a story where uh, the sales of chess... Can't find a chess board. They, you can't. They're, they're, that it, it has, I, I guess, just skyrocketed demand for... I love what playing about chess. chess. I, what are about you checkers? serious, Rook? Yes. I, uh, Gabe, is, uh, no. Gabe will kick my butt. No. Uh, I don't know how to play. Chess is really know. fun. It's really fun. No. No. Yeah. Really? What? Oh, it looks terribly complicated to me. Terribly complicated. Uh, Gabe loved it. He went to chess camp for the summer. I got a kid who was in the chess club. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, see, I, Matthew, a kid I of a kid. That, I thought we were going to be at the special table playing checkers, you and I, Matt. <laughs> Old maid. I'll, I'll be I'm there, not saying I'm there good. alone. I'm not saying I'm good because I like to take chances. And it's, that's Joe, not you don't strike do. me as a person with the kind of patience to play chess. You're a bad waiter. No, I, I, I love to play backgammon, for example. Oh, I, I love backgammon, too. I have the patience for that. I love to play backgammon. Hmm. Uh, I would love to learn how to play chess, I think. I'll come over. I'll bring some sandwiches. Do you have the village up? Because I'd like to look at the village, and I could teach you how to play chess. Bring, uh, don't bring that money that makes no noise. I want you to bring the money that doesn't make any noise. Don't bring any cash that makes yeah. noise. All right. Might we take a short time out? We can. And but then... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. When we come back, at last, when we return after these words from Mr. Reavers, I have something that uh, I want to bring up from the newspaper. Stay tuned, and I will tell you right now about our friends at the Chill Boys. Chillboys.com is their website, by the way. 
maybe you still have time to get those chill boys ordered before Christmas is here. Maybe you're celebrating Christmas later, like a, a lot of people are uh, during this pandemic. But <clears throat> give the gift of comfort and relaxation with the most comfortable underwear. It's you the will first ever thing own. I put on after my shower last night was my chill boys. Didn't need to know that, but thank you for that information, yep. Rook. Yep. Go online and see their entire line of performance boxers, the bamboo boxer briefs, uh, and also they have a really cool selection of t shirts and sunglasses. And they also offer fast and free shipping on all orders that are over $40 in the United States. Woo. They've been a great find for us here in GL. Go online, place your order, and let the best customer service team around help you out. And of course, that's led by our gal Julie. Chillboys.com. Let them know you heard about it right here in Garage Logic. Here's a man that just discovered how firewood is built. Joe Sushri. What do you got, brah? Well, there's two ways you can light, may say, your backyard. You could do it with a fire. There you go. Whether it's smokeless or not. Or you could have it done properly by licensed electrical contractors like Troy and Tim at LiveWireSolarMN.com. Yes, I do have the word solar in there, and they would like to know if you, uh, if you are a commercial building owner, maybe you're doing a tenant build-out, whatever the case may be. Yes, they do have solar options for you. If you are a residential, they've got solar options for you, and they will pay for itself. It's a really smart thing to do, but I really want to focus now on their electrical portion because they do wonderful work, and they are huge garage logicians. Troy and Tim are going to help you with your electrical needs. Whether it's uh, you got those old fuses and you want to upgrade to a circuit panel, they will help you do that. Need some outlets? Are you sick of seeing sparks every time you turn on the Christmas tree? Well, you need some major, major work, and you want it done the proper way. That's Troy and Tim, LiveWireSolarMN.com. According to my friend Kenny Olson, we're talking about backup generators. They are more important in the country than indoor plumbing. And that's a direct yes. quote from yes. my, well, yes. my little lumberjack. I stand by that. I stand by that statement. So deliver that statement to Troy and Tim when you check out LiveWireSolarMN.com. Get that stuff done right. You don't want any electrical fires. You want all those wires trimmed and proper, and they do it right at LiveWireSolarMN.com. Uh, Chris uh, from Orleans, Massachusetts, uh, said, I've never asked if the Royal Order of 21sters membership transfers out of state. Since I wisely moved from the former East Calhoun neighborhood of Minneapolis almost eight years ago to Cape Cod. Yes, of course it does, Chris. It transfers out of state. Once a 21ster, you really can't stop being a 21ster. You're here. No, you're in. You're in, whether you want to be or not. Do you guys know, recognize the name Henry Haller? No. Hmm. Yeah, he no. owns a trucking company. Um, yes, the firewood company. Holler, <laughs> we holler ass for you. We holler ass. Uh, Henry Holler is the longest-serving White House executive chef. Uh, we lost him at age 97. But I saw this in yesterday's Star Tribune. You don't have to give me a shot for reading the paper. I do, but I, I pretend not to, so I seem dumber. No, uh, you read food articles. Well, hell yeah. I, I, chef for the President's caught me. Because what is your... What is your fantasy of if you not fantasy but as a, as president what would be a cool thing to go do hang out in the kitchen hang out in the kitchen and you know hey put your feet up on the table and have a burger yes exact 100% well this guy 
Uh, he was a Swiss-born chef who joined the White House in 1966 after impressing uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson uh, at a New York uh, City hotel, blah, blah, blah. He stayed late into the Reagan administration, mastering the tastes of five first families over a span of 21 years and pulling off stuff at the short notice. But here's what I thought was really cool. Um, it's really quite, how did, how, what was his longevity secret? He said, it's really quite simple. You keep your mouth shut. There are no prima donnas in the White House except for the President of the United States. Some like to tell the guests what to eat. It's not like that at the White House. They tell you what you want to eat, and you do it. Now, for John, now, it's odd that he would say this, but then he say that, but now then he spoke. For Johnson, that was tex Texan food and tapioca pudding. For the family of Richard M. Nixon, it was classic French dishes, red snapper, and broiled lamb chops. Holler said the Fords enjoyed roast beef cooked with whole onions as well as red cabbage with pork chops. The Carters liked fried chicken, ham, okra, and string beans. And Reagan's, they valued a variety and beautiful presentation. But it, I just thought he had the cool job of yeah. just to go and do whatever I they saw the, I saw that piece, yeah. I love the fact that he said uh, Nixon liked to mix his own martinis. Mm -hmm. It just I just thought it was really cool, and uh, that was professional jealousy I have there because I think mm -hmm. that would be a really cool thing to be. Now, doing. if you were a uh, someone that ha would had the chance to meet this person, would you tell them how they were doing it wrong? In the I kitchen? would tell uh, Chef Holler. <laughs> I said, "Hey, you're doing the, that the roast all wrong for the press. He's got a you got to just add some uh, ranch." And some dry gravy. Did it this weekend. Butter. Didn't I read that uh, Nancy Reagan was the most involved first lady? Yeah, always she sticking would, her nose in there? Yeah, she would take pictures. They would do a practice run. She would take pictures of it and then pass the Polaroid and say, this is what it's supposed to look like. Has Trump That's ever cake. even had a state dinner? I don't think I so. I can't think be. of one. I can't think of it. Oh, a state dinner. I thought you said steak dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, what, do you think he's in there eating hot dogs? or? <laughs> well, he had the college football team come over, and that was the fast food uh, deal. Yeah. yeah. Which and I thought was pretty cool. Food. He <laughs> loves his fast food. Only because they come to us. All the way from where, boys? Mumbai, Mumbai India. India. Mumbai. From Tom Lyman. On this day in 1885, the Nushka Toboggan Club was formed. To promote the St. Paul Winter Carnival, the club sponsored toboggan slides on Crocus Hill, snowshoe hikes to Miriam Park, and parties on Washington's birthday. Nushka means look in the Anishinaabe, Anishinaabe or Moen, the Ojibwe language. Yes. In 1998, television's original Betty Crocker, Adelaide Holly Cumming, died in Seattle. Cummings starred in the Betty Crocker show beginning in 1949 and remained General Mills' advertising icon, that's Fog Hornable, until 1964, after which she taught English as the second language in Seattle, as a second language mm. in Seattle. Yeah. So the uh, Toboggan Club was formed on this day, December 21st, 1885. And the early days of that carnival were fantastic. Just fantastic. You were digging it? I had occasion to be in Roy Wilkins' auditorium yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and boy, did the memories come flooding back because uh, it, still, it still looks like the auditorium that I remember from, from a kid. And I got to thinking, somebody could email me this. I looked up images, and I'm still not clear. Was there only a balcony? You guys are too young to remember. Was there only know. balcony seating? Or I have it in my mind that there might have been a lower tier on one side of the building, I I wasn't I can't recall. 
Yeah. I've only been inside of that building since it's been remodeled, so I don't yeah. know. But much of it, much of it looked like it did in the 1960s. It was just fantastic. Just fantastic. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a very exciting Monday Night Sports Talk coming up. Yes, he is uh, in the other room preparing diligently for that task. I'm I'm game for that. Very good. Yeah. Rook, what do you have over there? Well, since the cold spell is coming, and it's coming on uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, you might think about your, uh, your boiler, your heater. Well, Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning wants to remind you, not only remembering your air conditioner or your heater, you want to talk about those local restaurants out there? They're going through a really tough gig. The holidays are supposed to be their best times, and you know what the message is. They're just getting uh, cornered, and they just it can't only do it on takeout, but that's all they have right now. So please, Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning and their family would love it if you could show your support and order some food from some of the great restaurants. Reavers, what do you got? I got uh, Jack's Cafe, Mancini's. There you go. There you go. How about uh, Heather's over in Minneapolis, Rudy's Red Eye Grill down in Lakeville, and, of course, our friends at 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. I didn't get the chance to get over there this weekend, but I'm going to definitely get some takeout this week. Uh, Joe, I know you're a big walleye guy. Uh, the walleye sandwich is getting rave reviews. Don't forget about those Big Ten subs. Seven days a week they are offering service. And I think what I'm going to do again this time, Rook, yep. uh, they make those tachos. You know what tachos are? I've had them. I love them. Uh, you can get a small serving, or no. you can get the large family size. It serves yep. four to six, and then eat it by yourself or while you're watching, one. While or you're watching one. Monday Night Football. Uh, it's really, really good stuff. It's a scratch Midwest kitchen right Right in the heart of downtown Hopkins. They are true fans of Garage Logic and have been thanking all of you GLers for your patronage over at 30 Bales. Like I said, seven days a week service, but call ahead for those hours on both Christmas Eve Day and New Year's Eve Day, Rook. Anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. And again, thanks to Ray and Welter Heating and Air Conditioning for sponsoring our drive to support these great places. If you have any heating needs this holiday season, check them out at welterheating.com. I can say this now because the show will be posted in time for you to hear it. Get your family outside tonight after sunset and look low in the southwest sky because for the first time in 800 years we'll see the so-called Christmas star jupiter yeah. and saturn aligned together get an early start folks it's gonna go quick mm-hmm. look at that star well you go ahead and be funny oh, you, I'm go ahead and, you go ahead and be funny i'm looking forward to it i just hope the sky is clear <laughs> otherwise do- we're doomed just in case i don't make it i'm asking a huge favor of you joe could you just Maybe take a picture of it like you took that last there you go. celestial event that yes. looked like you were in a dark closet yeah. with yeah. zero light. I'm gonna right. send this to the boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feel free. Feel free. Okay, feel free to check out other podcasts. You're not cheating on Garage Logic if you listen to the latest table talk with all family members present. That was a fun one. We had a good time. A little reunion show. Uh, you'll find them all at Pod MN on your smartphone. Or on your computer, go old old school to podmn.com. That's podmn.com. Thank you. And if you got your mums from Fratelloni's and they're yellow or orange and out of season but still alive, what the hell? Spray paint them red or green. That's what I did. <laughs> Instant. You're sticking it to the man.